Tag from New Jersey. It's the SNL Nerds, the show where two comics from New Jersey nerd out about Saturday Night Live. I'm your co-host, Darren Patterson. And I'm your co-host, John Trumbull. John Trumbull, how are you, sir? Oh, well, you know, lazy Sunday, woke up in the late afternoon. (laughs) You know, daylight savings, got an extra hour of sleep. Oh, Mr. Pippin Red Vines equal crazy delicious. Exactly, exactly. Although I should say daylight saving. It's not savings, it's saving. I learned that on like an NPR story a so, year or two ago. Oh, so singular, not plural. I did not know Singular, that. which I, like my entire life, I thought it was daylight savings. But no, it's daylight saving time. But because everyone is used to hearing and saying savings, like savings account, we just say hmm. savings. So, so we're only saving one thing? Not not many things. We are we are saving that hour, and we are saving that s off the end of the word savings. I guess we leave off the last s for savings. Exactly. See, aha. <laughs> exactly. So there, there's your little factoid. See, you're yeah. we're we're less than two minutes into the podcast. You've already learned something. We've already taught you people. Look at that. You have a nice little factoid to bring to the next uh, cocktail party you We entertain and we educate here at the SNL Nerds. You're welcome, America. You're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, uh, by the way, the the reason we're here is we're talking about SNL Season 47, Episode 5, November 6, 2021, with Kieran Culkin and Ed Sheeran as the musical guest. Uh, yeah, Kieran Culkin, of course, uh, brother of Macaulay Culkin, uh, which, you know, he brings up in the monologue. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, right now he's on The Succession, which is a widely successful TV show. Uh, have you watched I, it? I have not. I don't know. I have this weird thing about, you know, wealthy, you know, white people that can have everything they want. And me, uh, you know, them being in a show where I'm maybe supposed to empathize with them or just see them be terrible to yeah. other people. I'm like, ah, I, I don't know yeah. if I got it in me to see this. I know that's like one of the it shows now. I haven't watched it either, but I've seen like the cast guest star on some of the late night talk shows like Colbert and uh, uh, Seth Meyers. And uh, they've been on Kimmel and, and Fallon. And, and every time they come on, the hosts are just like, oh my God, your show is so amazing. And it's so great. And I don't doubt it's great. But yeah, I'm kind of like you. I don't, it's not a time that I really want to see rich assholes be rich assholes. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like, um, it's a, I guess it's maybe, maybe it's a personal thing with me where I, but like when I just see rich people be horrible and terrible and do horrible things while and getting away with it, you know, and you just see me sitting at home with a stack of bills and trying to forget how to pay. That's, I, I don't know, that just seeing wealthy yeah. people get away with everything, that's, that's not what I call entertainment. It's it's triggering, as they say in one of the sketches <laughs> from from last night. I am it's, triggered. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I get that. I get that. And I'm sure if I ever tuned in, I would be like, "Oh, I'm an idiot. This wasn't, you know, this is this is great. Why, why would I say waiting so long?" But eh, no, I'd, I'd rather just watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah, watch something that feeds the soul, cleanses exactly. The- yeah, you don't want to. You, you know, you want some kindness. You know, put a little love in your heart. My my soul is bereft. I need I need to fill it up with something. That's right. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, as far as the musical musical guest, uh, Ed Sheeran. Uh, we mentioned him a couple weeks ago because, like, yeah. literally after we found out he had gotten the gig, 
and we uh, talked about it on the episode before the Ghostbusters episode, which just came out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we found out literally minutes after we recorded that episode, he got the COVID. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I should record a special intro. So just to update people so that we're as current as we possibly can be. And now um, didn't have to do that at all because Ed Sheeran, he quarantined in England and then he was able to come over and be the musical guest live on the show. So what was yeah. that whole thing all about? I don't even know. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Are they getting more lax with their you know COVID protocols or, or whatnot? Because like it seems like something like that where uh, you know he has he has the COVID and like he's scheduled to go on and perform in like two weeks. Yeah. Like I don't know, is two weeks enough time or did they just sort of well I mean, maybe it was a false positive? I don't know. I haven't gone that deep on that story. You know, maybe he had a mild case, maybe it was I I'm confused because apparently he quarantined over in the UK and then he came over, he flew over here. And don't you have to quarantine when you arrive into the country as well? Is that still the case or no? Cause I haven't done any traveling since, since the whole uh, pandemic started. I've even done less traveling than you. I have no idea what's going on out there in, in the real world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, either way, it sounded like, I mean, cause like I, I, at first, I heard that they were scrambling to look for a new musical guest. Like I think I saw that on a right. New York Post or something. But then I saw an interview with Ed Sheeran, him saying, "Yeah, the, I, I was always going to do it. Like there was never like a doubt that there were, you know, that I wasn't or like him. him he was basically saying, yeah, like anything you heard about them trying to find a replacement is a uh, baloney. So, may, so, okay, so either either that's a spin." Or it's it was a rumor that got out of control, and I don't I don't know what the hell to think at this point. Yeah, I don't I don't know, but uh, I part of me was thinking, oh well, is he well he's doing it, so are they gonna like have him perform in the studio? Is he gonna do it out in the street? Is he <laughs> gonna do it in Rockefeller you know Plaza, the ice skating rink? Like how are they gonna do it? And then they just had him on stage. And uh... yeah, but I mean, he came in, and I think I think he was a great choice. I think he was. I think this was a real good match with this particular host. So I'm really glad that he was able to come in and do it. So I'm glad it worked out. And that's, that's the bottom line for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Ed Sheeran, Kieran Culkin. Mm -hmm. uh, and we, we also got a little bit of host and musical guest news. We know now who is hosting and, uh, coming in as a musical guest for the next couple shows for the 14th and the 21st of November. On the 14th, we have Jonathan Majors and Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, kind of surprising to, well, not Taylor Swift. She's been on the show numerous times, you know, mm -hmm. she's like kind of one of their go-tos. Uh, hosted as well. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Hosted and musical guest. And, you know, she's, she's, she's made the round. She's no, uh, you know, she's no newbie when it comes to the SNL game. Yeah, uh, but uh, Jonathan Majors, I was a little bit surprised to see him there, um, but at the same time, not really because he's one of those actors that he's kind of on the come up. I don't know if too he's many... an up and comer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, the big thing he he was on the Loki show, I know, um, and he's going to be in the third Ant Man and the Wasp movie, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp in. What is it called? Quantum Mania. Quantum Mania, yeah. Um, and also, he's, I mean, he's done a, a lot of good, solid, dramatic acting. Like, uh, you know, if I may put on my uh, indie movie cap. 
Oh, please do. I I quite like your indie movie cap. It's very fashionable. Yes. It's, it's this lovely knit thing. And he, he looks badass in it. It looks, pretty, it looks pretty rad, people. Like, it it yeah. looks pretty rad. It My looks little... pretty rad. And when you wear that with your glasses, mwah! Yeah. It's like a nice little knit cap. Kind of looks like a Mike Nesmith's cap from the Monkees back in the 60s. It's a lot like that. Right, right. It, it doesn't have the little fuzzball on top, but it does have the eight buttons in the front. So. Yes, of course. Of course. You, you know That's how you know I'm in business. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I, I first knew about Jonathan Majors from the small indie movie he made uh, not too long ago called The Last Black Man in San Francisco. It's a movie I really liked and like I you know highly recommend everybody check it out. I believe it's on Amazon now. Mm-hmm. But I he had some really good acting in that film. I thought he was like, oh wow, this guy is this might be a star making role. And then of course later on he went on to be in a Lovecraft Country on HBO, mm-hmm. which I think that kind of gave him more exposure and people kind of knew him more from that. They even kind of allude to it in a sketch from the uh, Issa Rae, oh, no, it was, it was a uh, cover time sketch in the Issa Rae episode of SNL, where she tries to describe Lovecraft Country to a bunch of people, and they all don't get it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was the show that Jonathan Majors was on, and uh, he's also in a movie that's out now that came out of uh, last week called The Harder They Fall, which is on Netflix, and it's a spaghetti western with an all-black cast. So it's... Oh, cool. I think yeah, I yeah. heard about that, yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, him, Idris Elba, Regina King, uh, Zazie Beetz, Lakeith Stanfield, Delroy Lindau, uh, uh, Damon Wayans Jr.'s in it for a little bit. It's a, it's a pretty solid wow. movie. Like I, I, I highly recommend people check it out. That's a, that's a strong-sounding cast. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Majors, he's, he's pretty new to me. I did not hear of him, and I hadn't seen... As far as I know, I hadn't seen him in anything until he was announced that he was going to be playing uh, Kang the Conqueror because, you know, I'm a comic geek and that's that's my only point of reference in this world. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have known who Anthony Hopkins was until Thor came out. I mean, I, I had no idea that who Marlon Brando was before he played Jor-El. <laughs> that was the peak of his career. <laughs> hey, who's playing Jor-El? I think this guy's got a future in the films. To be fair, I was six when that movie came out. So, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. you know what? Fair enough, because like I didn't know who Bob Hoskins was until I saw Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So, like, I get. Hey, well, yeah, there you go, there you go. I mean, it, however you discover somebody, that's that's a cool thing, <laughs> so. right? So, uh, but yeah, Jonathan Majors, great dramatic actor. He seemed to have a few comedic chops. Uh, he had some really funny parts in, like you said, when he was in Loki. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like, I'm really interested in seeing what he can do to and uh, bring to the show. And uh, we've got, oddly enough, another MCU host the week after that. We've got uh, uh, yes. Shang-Chi, his own self, coming in. Yes, uh, we have Simu Liu, uh, you know, Canada's own, as the host. And uh, musical guest, Sawiti. And I looked it up just to make sure I pronounced it right, and they do, you do pronounce it Sawiti. You see, I was nervous about pronouncing both of those <laughs> names, and I was like, I'm going to let Darren do it. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to say anything, but yeah, part of one of my favorite parts of this this podcast is to hear you sort of pronounce or try to pronounce uh, rappers' names. It's <laughs> it's it brings me joy. I I think the word is is rapist. <laughs> a rapier, if I'm yes. not mistaken. Yes, I'm I'm a big fan of the rapists. Yes, a wah a wah a rapping Duke. He's great. So uh, yeah, that'll that'll be cool too. I don't really know too much about 
either one of those guys. I'm I'm following him on on Twitter. I like how he had a nice sense of humor about his doing the stock photo modeling. Um, yeah, cool. like but part of me think they might include that in a sketch because uh, for those that don't know, be, that would be funny. Yeah, yeah. So for those don't know, Simu Liu, he's a you know Canadian uh, actor. Uh, he's also like a stuntman. He's you know for doing you know his own stunts like he did in Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also known for being in this uh, show in that was a huge hit in Canada called Kim's Convenience, which actually I I watched and actually really I thought it was very good. It's, it's a nice, pleasant, warm sitcom. Um, you know, it's about like a Korean family who run a convenience store in Toronto. Simple premise. Right. And- it's not about a character named Kim, like Kimberly. It's about a family named Kim, right? Right, exactly. Their last name is Kim. Right. And uh, it's a nice, warm, pleasant, fun little sitcom. I, I dug it. You know, you can watch it. I don't think they put out any new episodes. I think it got canceled, unfortunately. But uh, you can watch all the episodes that are out on um, Netflix now. And, um, yeah, it's now he's, like, sort of becoming, like, a bigger star, a bigger name. Um, and when I see him in interviews, he's, like, super charming, super warm, likable, handsome. So mm-hmm. I think I think we're in for a good episode with this one. Like, you know, he's able to crack some jokes. Of course, he goes into the fact that he got to start being a, uh, like you said, like a stock a stock photo model. Mm-hmm. You know, like those little model, like those little pictures you see online of. And people. and the internet was having lots of fun with that. Um, yeah. Especially when Shang-Chi was coming out. And speaking of like mispronouncing names, I found out because of this movie, I've been pronouncing Shang-Chi wrong for like 30 odd years. It's Shang-Chi, right? It's Shang-Chi, and, uh, and it's, but it's spelled like Shang-Chi, which is how I, ignorant right, white dude, was pronouncing it. Check and I think how, that's how most everybody in comics was pronouncing it. So I think so, yeah. But they even have, like, I saw the movie, I know you didn't, but they even have a scene yeah. about, like, how to properly pronounce it. Oh, okay. So that's why, you, once you see the scene, then you're like, oh, okay, now. Yeah. I'm... Well, hey, I, I learned something better late than never, so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now as far as Sawiti go, I don't know much about her. I know she's a a rap artist, a rapist. Um, oh, yes, okay. yes, rapier. And uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm forward. I'm looking forward to seeing what she does. And I know I really think the Simu Liu episode is going to be good. Like I think, especially once uh, the monologue hits, I think he's going to win over the audience and everybody who doesn't know him by the monologue. Because he he is very like charming and mm-hmm. gregarious, and like I think I think I think he's a good choice. Cool, cool. All right. Well, looking forward to those shows. Um, and speaking of charming and gregarious, I'd say that's a good description of this week's host, Mr. Uh, Kieran Culkin from Succession. Um, should we dive in? Let's dive in. Let's dive in. So uh, starting out, we had uh, what's on YouTube called the Aaron Rodgers Trump Cold Open. So we start out with uh, Justice with Judge Janine uh, Pirro, with Cecily returning to one of her trademark characters who had more or less like a goodbye sketch last year, but uh, here she is in the cold open again. Here we are, back again. Here we are, back again. And had Pete Davidson as Aaron Rodgers talking about how he's not vaccinated and he's, you know, quote unquote, the woke mob is coming after me because I'm not vaccinated and I know Joe Rogan and blah, 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 blah. And <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, for those that don't know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, football player for uh, the Packers, I believe. If I'm not mis- We're not sports people here. Yeah. But yeah, he um, it it came to light that he is not vaccinated, but he kind of told his team that he was 
or he didn't say he was vaccinated, but he said he was taking some other homeopathy type of remedy. Yeah. He kind of implied it. He was like, oh, I'm immunized. Yeah. Which, you know, does that mean you're vaccinated? Does that mean you had it and you think you're immune now? Does that mean you don't know what the hell you're talking about? It's, yeah, so. Like, no, I'm good, guys. I've been drinking Robitussin, so let's do this. And and when Pete comes on, he's like, hey, remember when I hosted Jeopardy a little while ago? Because he was one of the guest hosts mm, uh, a few wow. months back. So How times have changed. And because it's not a cold open until we jam every news story from the weekend there, we also have Alex Moffat as Virginia Governor-elect Glenn Youngkin, who was the uh, Republican who just, I think, just barely got elected in Virginia. And we had another close election for a governor's race here in New Jersey with uh, Phil Murphy getting reelected. Yes, Murphy and uh, Citarelli. It was... Yes. I think it was one... Again, it was one of those things where... Before the election, everybody was like, oh, no, Pete Murphy, Murphy's got it, it's him. It's gonna be another Murphy, person. I mean, we were, of course, seeing the news here uh, in New Jersey because that's where we live. And, um, the, you know, Murphy was, I think, at least six points ahead, sometimes like as many as 10 points ahead for most of the early polling. And then when the election actually rolled around, it was much, much closer. And, yeah, uh, so, I mean... Yeah, I was up till, like, 2, 3 in the morning that <laughs> night, just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Just um, watching the screen, smoking cigarettes, drinking coffee. Like, oh, I, you know, if I did either of those things, I would have been. <laughs> like, oh, God, man, not again. I can't do this again. Oh, God. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'm sure my blood pressure was shooting way up there, but <laughs> eventually it was just like, okay, I just have to go to bed, and then whatever happens, happens. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, so then we, we had um, Moffat as Glenn Youngkin talking mm-hmm. about, I, I believe uh, Janine Pirro asked him, all right, so what is, you know, you ran on the, you know, about critical race theory. And he said, so what is it? And he was like, oh, it's, uh, it's what got me elected. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's, he's being real vague about it because it's, you know, just, it's just another one of those fake issues to get right. people riled up, it seems like. Yeah, exactly. You just put the word woke or critical race in anything, not even really knowing what the words mean, but you yeah. know it's enough to rile up your base to get them to vote for you and have them do whatever whatever bidding you need them to do. It's just, exactly, uh, exactly. Uh, um, do my bidding! Woke! <laughs> fly, my pretties, fly! Um, and then, uh, then we have my favorite part of the sketch, which was uh, Heidi as a parent who's on like one of Youngkin's committees or something. And she's just like this conservative mother who's has insane takes on literature. Uh, she, she objects to beloved by Toni Morrison because it's, you know, it takes the, the bold stance that slavery was bad. Um, All right. And it's a woman with a man's name, not in my oh, America. Yes. No, thank you. Um, she doesn't like the, the book holes because it sounds too sexual uh pride and prejudice she's like oh you know i like the pride and uh, <laughs> i can't remember exactly what she said but oh, she, no, like, she, oh. she said uh no the prejudice is fine but pride is, is a word that was co-opted <laughs> yes by the gay agenda for the lady yes. gaga parades and i won't have it yes and uh, then with moby dick she was like i hate the title but i love that the whale is white right. um honestly i i wish the whole sketch was just this i thought this was the strongest part of the sketch by far yeah the great gatsby too much jazz yes yeah so i mean that was that was wonderfully written heidi played it beautifully 
No, I agree. Uh, and then, then we had uh, James Austin Johnson debuting his uh, Donald Trump impression on SNL. The he, cold he'd done up. a lot of this online before, but this was the first time he'd, he'd done it on the show, I believe, right? Yeah, the cold open kid coming in hot again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, come, like, did you... All right, so did this happen to you where when uh, Janine Pierre said, all right, we, we go now live to Donald Trump, did a little part of you think, oh, is, is Baldwin back? I don't think I really thought that because just, you know... Baldwin's been in the news the last few weeks for, I mean, my God, the worst possible reason. Yeah, Baldwin's a little busy these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't think I ever seriously thought that. And also, like, because I, this is one of the rare times I didn't watch the show live. I conked out very early last night. So I watched it this morning. So I think I might have seen something online about it already. Um, oh, okay. So I wasn't legit expecting it. Um, what about you? Did you Did you have that moment? Uh, a little bit. I like when they said they were going to go to Trump. Like I guess because we've had so so many years of just Baldwin's Trump, Baldwin's Trump, Baldwin's Trump. Yeah, I thought for a little bit. All right, what's going to happen here? And then once they showed, uh, you know, JAJ as Trump, I was like, oh yeah, he has a Trump impression. And mm-hmm. you know, even though we are a JL Cole Van House here at SNL Nerds, his yeah. uh his uh, Trump impression, uh, JAJ's Trump. Not not too bad, not too shabby. It, it's a, it's a great impression. Uh, tip of the hat to uh, uh, James Austin Johnson. I mean, I thought it was really strong. I think the problem for me is that I'm I'm honestly at the point where I'm just burned out on Trump, even in impression form, mm. um, even in, in, and and with him <laughs> and Cecily's also brilliant Janine Pirro. The sketch right. came off of is very, very shrill, and it was just like I don't, I don't think I can even listen to the fake versions of these people. Yeah. She does straight talk because she never talks gay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, great line, beautifully played. It, I just, I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm in a delicate state right now, and I, <laughs> I don't like being reminded that these people exist. You're at that point where if you see a picture of Trump, you're like, no, no, yeah, it, it is. And I, I don't like using this word. It is kind of triggering in a weird way. Um, I did like when uh, when Trump first comes on, uh, Alex uh, Moffat as uh, Glenn Young and just goes, oh, you can you can take me off the split screen <laughs> because he was like he was like kind from what I understand from the Virginia election, Youngkin was trying to. Uh, Played as a Trump base with with while still keeping Trump at an arm's length, or Trump was keeping him at an arm's length. Yeah, like one like one toe in, one toe out type of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was just like, oh well, whatever works to help get me elected, you know. Um, yeah, like he would never say, "Hey, I, I'm not down with Trump," but right. then he would never say, "I'm not not down with Trump." It, exactly, exactly. So I liked I liked that where he was just like, "Oh, you you can just take me off the split screen." Um, yeah, uh, it, was, it was it was well played. I'm. Yeah, I'm a little wary of these cold opens where it's like, let's jam all these unrelated news stories together, you know? Yeah, I, I guess I'm with you there. Like, the one thing I did notice is that, I mean, this is kind of a, it was a pretty long cold open. It's like eight minutes, 8.50. Mm-hmm. Literally half of it was uh, James's Trump impression. Like, he yeah. comes in like four minutes in, and yeah. from four minutes to eight, it's literally just his Trump impression. He's pretty much the only one talking. And it's a good impression, but... 
yeah. part of me was like, oh, less is more, guys. Let's chop this down and, a little bit. Yeah, and and he's doing that sort of Trump word salad type of thing. But I mean, after you know five six years of just a steady diet of that, I I have trouble even watching a parody of it. Yeah, you know? I hear you. I mean, I look. This is a good old cold open. I did like it, but part of me thought yeah. I should have you know shortened you know take shorten this down a little bit. Just leave some of the goodness for later for like another cold open or something. I, I did I like this. I did like this cold open, but I just wish it was a little bit shorter. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, let's, let's move on to like a nicer person is, uh, Garen Culkin and the model comes out. He's looking sharp. He's in a black tie and a purple vest and pants. Uh, just yeah. looking very fashionable. I thought sharp dress, man, sharp dress, man, uh, comes out, talks about a, he's had his second child in August. He's, very excited because he's hosting SNL. Uh, and then he, he talks about how his brother, uh, Macaulay, Mac, to him, hosted 30 years ago, almost to the day. Yeah, I looked it up. Because um, I always thought Macaulay Culkin was like the youngest host ever. It turned out he is the second youngest. Wait, uh, Drew Barrymore was younger than him? Yes. Uh, Drew Barrymore, okay. she was seven when she hosted back in 82. And Macaulay was 11 when he okay. hosted. He hosted November twenty third, nineteen ninety one. So yeah, almost thirty years to the day. That's and and Kieran, who was nine, and he says I appeared in three sketches that night, two of which are non problematic. <laughs> yeah, so you guys go back and watch, and you see what he's talking about. It's a great line. I didn't go back and look at the others. Are they sincerely problematic, or is that just a cool line? I mean, I guess they could be. There was one uh, where he was on like the the you know with the uh, the super fans. With mm-hmm. the Chicago, you know, Dalbert, and like they were recreating a uh, like a Thanksgiving scene, and he played like one of the Native Americans. So, oh, I, okay, yeah, I see that. Yeah, so you could, I guess, see that. And, and he another was... one featured Rob Schneider, so I figured, well, just right there. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh, he'll never come on this podcast now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <I'm sorry laughs> that. that's cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> this, if this was your Twitter conversation, this is where I'd insert that Donald Glover. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh boy. Oh. Uh, oh, good the, times. Good times. I, I I also saw a clip of uh, Kieran Culkin on Fallon this week, and he talked about because he was uh, there in Studio Eight H when when Mac was hosting. Uh, I feel like I can call him Mac because that's what <laughs> yeah. his brother calls him. Uh, he he talked about how his mother introduced him to Kevin Nealon, and she was like, "Oh, you're his favorite." And because Kieran was nine at the time, he had no filter, and he was like, "No, mom, I said he was my second favorite. Dana Carvey's my favorite." Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> and he says this right in front of Kevin Nealon when he's being introduced to Kevin Nealon. And he was like, and then I saw Kevin Nealon pull this little dagger out of his heart. And he was like, well, nice to meet you anyway. <laughs> Mom, go back, take this Kevin Nealon back, and bring me back a Dana Carvey. <laughs> Don't you come back until you're Dana Carvey, young man. <laughs> um, and and he and, and Kieran also showed a, a cool clip of from when Macaulay Culkin hosted where the cast members are like putting him up on his shoulder on their shoulders during the good nights. And then Kieran typical little brother was just like, Hey, I want to be picked up too. And then uh, he, he gets Kevin Nealon to pick him up, which is very nice for Kevin Nealon. Yeah. 
he got the tallest guy in the in the place to pick him up. I, I, yeah, yeah, I that's, that's sweet. So I I really liked uh, Kieran Culkin in this monologue. I th- I think he's a charming guy. I think this was another strong monologue for this season. Yeah, short too. Like it's almost like like a little over three minutes. Nice, short, to the point. That's all you need. I mean, you, you get a few good jokes. You get a nice sense of who the host is as a person. They don't do a song. We don't do questions from the audience. We don't. We don't do any of the stock bits. I I really liked it. That's, that's yeah. This, all, this is all I want from a monologue. Yeah, this seems to be the way they're going uh, yeah. nowadays. Like, cause like this again. This is we've had nothing but with all our hosts, uh, all first time hosts too, where mm-hmm. it's just them introducing themselves to the audience and getting some you know some nice little zingers, letting the audience know about who they are and their background, and that's and that's pretty much it. Like at the end of this one, Kieran was saying, you know, he hopes somebody. You know the the, the uh, some cast members lift lift them up like today tonight on yeah. the, on the show and yeah. like as soon as he said that I was like all right they're gonna lift them up at the end of the show yeah yeah but it was a nice teaser uh, unfortunately don't have uh, writing credits for this monologue yet um, but you know kudos to you whoever the monologue writer was for that kudos to you mystery writer yeah and uh, hey SNL give us writing credits when you put stuff up on YouTube please God, please. We- We've been talking about, like, I don't understand why they don't care about the writers like we do. Like, we want to know who wrote what. I mean, maybe it's a thing where they want everybody, it's, it's like a communal thing. It's like, oh, no, like, we don't want people to know who wrote what. It's, it's, it's all, it's all SNL, baby. It's all ours. It's a communal yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I get that everybody contributes something and that, you know, maybe you throw a line into a sketch that you didn't write, but. I like knowing, hey, there's this sketch that I really liked. Who wrote this sketch so I can follow other sketches that they write? And I've become, since we started doing this podcast, I've become fans of particular writers. So Absolutely. I, I would just like them to make it easier for us and not, and so we don't have to go through all this detective work of yeah. like, well, let's go to this person's Instagram story and find out who they think. and. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want to do all that detective work. Just give just give us what we want. Give us the good stuff. And it's like the easiest thing in the world for them to fix, too. It is, but they don't want to do that. You know, but... I don't whatever, know. Whatever. I don't know. Lauren, do something. Please. Yeah. Throw, throw us a bone, Lauren. Do what we say, Lauren. Make us happy. Yeah. Throw us your bone. Need the info. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, well so, done, sir. Uh, anything else to say about the monologue? No, it's nice, short, quick, to the point. Let's okay. Move, let's move on. Boom. Next, uh, first sketch, Canceling Cable. Uh, this is uh, Aaron Culkin trying in vain to cancel his cable because he's moving, but uh, getting the runaround from Spectrum. Uh, yeah, uh, this one was written by Mikey Day, Tisha, or Tesha Kondrat, and mm-hmm. a Streeter Seidel joint. And yeah. um, it's like you said, simple premise. Man trying to cancel his uh, Spectrum cable subscription. Yeah. And, uh, you know, something most of us can relate to, you know, those of us that still pay for cable and, mm-hmm. and don't just get a bunch of streaming apps. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just basically him getting the runaround through with all these uh, all these uh, Spectrum employees. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he, he, he they're like, oh, and, and like the first thing they do, they offer him, hey, would you like to add a telephone landline? <laughs> Which... In 2021? No, you don't want to add a, 20, a telephone landline. And they're like, well, why are you canceling? He's like, well, I broke up with my girlfriend and I'm moving. Oh, why did you break up with your girlfriend? <laughs> just 
There was a lot of stuff in there that I, I I'll say it right off the top. I to me this was a sketch of the night. I really like. I, I agree. I totally agree. I this was just densely packed with jokes, and it had jokes that were calling back to things earlier in the sketch, and it paid off beautifully. I mean, like I, eighty is an agent saying like. Well, you know, as as a security question, what city did your mom lose her virginity in? It's like, and Karen was like, "That's I don't want to answer that. I'm really uncomfortable. That's disgusting." She's like, "Yep, that's the answer you put down." (laughs) Yes, I mean that was very funny, and also him responding, "That's disgusting. I don't want to talk about that." That implies that he knows the answer. Oh, (laughs) and how do you know that? I don't know. Moms be talking. I don't know. Do you you have a really open relationship with your mom? I mean. Let's unpack that for a second. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, you know, Thanksgiving, the wine was flowing. Maybe she was like, hey, you know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? You know, pop the cherry. Back not, <laughs> it's not a question I'd ever think to ask, but okay. Huh? You, know, you know, way way back in St. Louis. I, whew, yeah. Got my back blown out. Um, I mean, this used a lot of people. We had we had Ego come on. Uh, her agent had kind of an attitude. Yeah. I'm not taking any crap. Uh, uh, my favorite part was, like, the parts where he was put on hold. And yes. you hear um, Cecily do the voiceover as like, you know, the on hold voiceover where right. she would say things like, you're called and important to us and we'll be answered in the order we feel like. Yeah. yeah. Or, During uh, a No Nut November, we we have a number of uh, sex scene free movies to watch. Wi Fi trouble? Try unplugging your router and spinning in it. <laughs> I mean, just the absurdity of that stuff, that was great. And she just delivered that beautifully. She's. She's really versatile with the voice stuff, yeah. uh, Cecily is. Have a question um, about your bill? Ask your husband. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we had Keenan popping up periodically as an install guy to install the telephone landline. Um, I like at one point where he gets rerouted to a Domino's pizza guy. It was, yeah. it was the Andrew Dismukes being like, it's like, ah, oh, damn, yeah, yeah, Spectrum does this all the time. No worries. I'll I'll trade you to, to the cancellation. Yeah, and I love that Dismukes is on more on top of it than the Spectrum employees are. Uh, yeah, um, and it's like and, and yeah, and, and Kieran was like, Yeah, you're more competent than anybody else I've talked to. And he's like, Really? Yeah. That's, that's crazy because I'm high as hell. And then and we had we had the big climax with Bowen as Spectrum, who is like sort of like the great and powerful Oz. Right. Where he's I'm the source, the nexus, the provider. I am made of pure data. So, and we see Bone as just a floating head with like yeah. electrodes on his temples. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was great. Built beautifully, had great callbacks. Just very strong sketch. Definitely sketch of the night. I totally see why they put it first. Yeah, I mean, it's something that like a lot of people, you know, who still pay for a cable can relate to. And I don't know, it's just like like you said, just joke after joke after joke, hitting everything working great. It's a great premise, great delivery, great ending to it. Like sketch of the night, sketch of the sketch night, sketch of the night. Um, next, we had a pre-tape called Car Heist, although they put the title up on screen just the heist. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one, Mikey Day, Chris Red, and Streeter Seidel. Yes, uh, we had a thief uh, played by Chris Red who's trying to steal this car. Uh, Mikey Day is the hacker who's supporting him. Uh, Karen Culkin as the mastermind and Heidi as like the rich lady client. And the joke here is just, you know, he gets in, he's, he breaks into the car and he's about to drive off in it and he doesn't know how to drive a stick. Right. They're, they're try- he's, I think they're stealing like a vintage Lamborghini. Yeah. And uh, this is sort of, sort of like a spiritual successor to that um, 
it's all in the it's game. In the, yeah, I, I thought the same. Yeah, yeah, because like Chris is playing, like you said, the thief, and he kind of has that same vibe about him, where he's like extremely confident, but at the same time extremely inept and not know how to do like the simplest things. Yeah, I I love watching Chris Red play horribly oblivious people. Um, he's he's really good at that, especially when he does like the crazy eyes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And like, then they have a scene where they try to talk him in how to driving a stick shift, which is something a lot of people. I don't know how to do that, but well, I haven't know. done it since like I took driver's ed in high school. You know, oh, really? oh, you can drive stick. No, I oh, no. Okay, I mean, it's been it's been thirty plus years. I I think it's safe to say no. I cannot drive right. stick. I I got training in it and when i took driver's ed but i have not had to do it since so. okay, that's that's more than me but uh um, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's like one of those things where they try to walk him through it they say all right put your foot on the clutch like and then your other foot on the brake or the gas and yeah. then he says wait wait you want me to drive with two feet who am i fred flintstein yeah yeah so yeah. um uh, this 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 was funny I th- i thought it was pretty good uh yeah, I mean it's a pretty simple premise. Um, yeah, the, what they didn't drain it, they didn't drag it out too too much, which I thought was yeah. good. They didn't drag it. Out. They kind of this pretty short sketch, which is good because like you, you know they didn't drag it out mm-hmm. too long. So they were like, all right, this is as far as we can go with it. And and, uh, and yeah. it was shot very impressively. It looked like a like a Gone in sixty seconds type of movie or a Fast and Furious type movie, which is I'm sure is what they were going for. Yeah, very much so. Like the the cinematography in a lot of these sketches is like like mind blowing. It is like on yeah. par with like it is like movie quality with some of these. Yeah, sketches. and it's it's very impressive that they throw this. I mean, they they like shoot these in a day and they edit them in like a couple days and they have it ready for the Saturday show. It's when you consider the timeline, it's amazing what they do in terms of quality. Yeah, so uh, overall, I thought this was a good sketch. You know, in and out, cuts it off before it gets, you know, it drags too long. And as always, Chris Red, Chris Red kills it. He's he's one of my yeah. faves. I mean, Chris Red, Red is great. He was there too. He was there um, too. He was there too. He was there too. <laughs> Next, uh, we have uh, Dion Warwick talk show. This is the third time they've done this sketch. They did it in the Tilo- Timothy Chalamet show that they reran. Last night on the 10 p.m. rerun, and also uh, who was the other host when it was? Uh, oh, uh, Nick Jonas, you said, I think. Nick Jonas, thank you. I was blanking on the name. I wrote it down somewhere and I couldn't find the note. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Ego playing Dion Warwick once again. Yeah, and uh, it pretty much hits the same beats as before. We have, mm-hmm. you know, she sings. Instead of giving you know information like you said, like I have a very important announcement, and she just sings "Raindrops yeah. Falling on My Head" or some other Burt Bacharach song. Yeah, like like this time she was getting up, she was supposed to get a booster shot, and she's so busy singing that she just doesn't get a booster shot, and then she walks back to her chair. I didn't feel a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have Chloe Feynman come out as Miley Cyrus, who her mm-hmm. Miley Cyrus impression seems a lot like her Tiffany Trump impression. Mm. Um, a little bit. If you go back and watch the Tiffany Trump. And compared to the Miley yeah, Cyrus, yeah, I have to look thing. at it again. I thought it was a good Miley Cyrus impression. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. It was not. It was good. It was good. Um, you know, of course, she asks Miley Cyrus kind of nonsensical questions that have nothing to do with her, right? Um, you know, Doja Cat singer or Pokemon? Yeah. We we had Kieran Culkin come on as Jason Mraz. I like how she just straight up introduces him by saying he's not famous anymore. 
Damn. <laughs> Damn, just random Jason Mraz diss in the middle of our co- late night comedy program. <laughs> Poor Mraz. Uh, Ed Sheeran comes on, asks himself. Uh, Pete Davidson comes on briefly as Post Malone and is escorted out immediately. Because <laughs> he's, he's terrifying. Post Malone is terrifying to look at. Yeah, and uh, so... Yeah, ultimately, Dion just says, I'm tired of talking to people who aren't icons. Please welcome me. And then the real Dion Warwick comes out. Jersey's own Dion Warwick comes out. Oh, she from Jersey? I didn't realize. Yeah, East Orange, baby. Nice. Yeah, uh, yeah, grew up not too far from her famous cousin, Whitney. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, I mean, what, what do you think of this when we have, like, the real person come on when and interacts with the person doing the impression of them. That's that's one of the SNL's go-tos. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm not... Sometimes it can be all right. Sometimes it can be kind of... And, and it's, it's kind of weird. It's like where the two sort of entities exist in the same space. Yeah. It kind of... You, you think it's going to, like, destroy the space-time continuum like an episode of Star Trek? I I think so, yes. I not, I don't quite get that reference, but yes, that's exactly yeah. what I um, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's it an works. An, an, matter and antimatter meeting. Okay, I you're you're just talking you're just talking fancy space. I'm talking gibberish. <laughs> Look, I don't need to hear science. All right, I know Joe Rogan. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I thought this was very cute. Um, you know, her saying, uh, "Was it a uh, ego asking Dion like, why are you so perfect?" And she says, "I'm yeah. not perfect. I'm just very, very good." You know, I watching this this morning, I kind of got the feeling that this was all just part of Ego's elaborate plan to meet Dion Warwick. <laughs> and she was just playing the long game. She was like, I'm going to do a sketch about Dion Warwick because she's made some tweets. And then I'm going to do this sketch. It's going to go well. I'm going to do the sketch again and again. And then finally, I will get to meet Dion Warwick. Well played, Ego. Well played. So uh, this sketch, by the way, uh, written by Anna Drazen, Alton Gates, and Ego Wadham. Uh, um, yeah, uh, overall, I thought the sketch was okay. Um, it seems like all the stuff leading up to the uh, big, you know, Dion Warwick reveal at the end was kind of fillery. Like, yeah, it seemed yeah. like yeah, it seemed like all right. And I told Jason Mraz dig, you know, I'm always here for that. But then, like, you know, then we get the big reveal of Dionne Warwick coming in, singing what the world needs now. I was right. like, oh, all right, that's that's where this all led up to. This was nice. Yeah, where it's all leading up to a nice Burt Bacharach number, which I certainly don't object to. I The more Burt Bacharach, the better. I've said this time and time again. Exactly, exactly. I agree. And he should, uh, and hey, you know, do another episode with Elvis Costello. Damn straight. I, another album, that is. Oh, now you're talking. Now you're cooking with gas there, fella. Yeah. So, um... But yeah, I mean, this this was fun. Yeah, I, the other impressions, it kind of felt like they just were just like, okay, who here in the office has an impression we haven't put on the show yet? Karen, <laughs> hey, you got anything? Well, I used to do Jason Mraz 15 years ago. Great, it's in the show. Somebody get a fedora. <laughs> Good, go with it. Yeah, it seemed like filler, but like the uh, the ending I thought was pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, it was it was fun. Um Next, we had Men's Room uh, with uh, Bowen and uh, Chris walking into the Men's Room, and they're just, and uh, Kieran joining them a short time later, and they all have inner monologues because they're all just saying weird stuff to fill the awkward silences in a Men's Room, and uh, I really like this. 
Uh, yeah, this was good. Uh, this was written by uh, the P's, the P's, the Please Don't Destroy guys, Martin Hurley, John Higgins, Ben Marshall, along with Chris Red and Bowen Yang. And yeah, mm-hmm. this is basically kind of about, you know, a men's room kind of, uh, not etiquette, but like just a men's yeah. room vibe about how when you go into the bathroom with somebody you know, or you recognize them, it's, you just say weird things and you can't... You be, feel like you have to acknowledge the person some way because of like just social pressure, I guess. Yeah, like you, you know, you say things like, "Oh, football is crazy." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I rem- this this reminded me of like at one of my old jobs. I would when I was working for a video game developer, and I, I would walk in and be like standing at the urinal doing what you do when you're standing at a urinal, and then my boss would sometimes walk in, and then be at the urinal next to me, and he'd always have to say something, and yeah. I'm, I'm like. I'm I'm a quiet guy. I don't want to. I don't wanna, don't want to talk in the men's room. And he'd always be like, "Yeah, I think it's a good thing we're doing this on this particular game." And I'd just be like, "Can this conversation wait like <laughs> five minutes?" I can't go. I don't. I really don't want to talk business with you when I have my dick in my hand. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's the weird. Yeah, like there's like a whole men's room etiquette, like yeah. where just don't talk to the guy. Just look straight ahead. Do what you got to do, and right. go leave. Wash your hands. Leave, and then. And That's if you, you can, can help it, don't take the urinal right next to the guy. You put as much space between each other as you can. Yeah, I, which is something they bring up in the sketch where where mm-hmm. uh, Kieran used the urinal right next to Chris Red, and he's like, "Oh, why yeah. did I choose the urinal right yeah. next to him?" We're Ar- touching arms. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, if somebody like pees in the urinal right next to you, and there's tons of other free urinals, that's weird. It's don't, weird. Don't it's do that. disconcerting, and it's yeah. Like man, come on, man! Give give the give the guy, give your fellow man some space. Yeah, you know, and women, from what I understand, they go into a, a women's room. They form alliances, and they're they're a big community. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it takes a village. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I also oh, I also liked how when um, Alex Moffat comes in, and mm-hmm. you know, we we hear all these other people's their inner monologues, and he goes in, and uh, he gives his inner monologue and says, "I killed a man in 2012." Yeah. I and didn't like, even do a good job hiding the body. It's yeah. amazing I haven't been caught. <laughs> and he's like, this is my one moment of peace a day because he's so overwhelmed by the guilt. I mean, yeah. what a turn. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that coming. And then uh, at the very end, we get another celebrity cameo because uh, out from the bathroom stalls, who should emerge? Mr. Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. <laughs> I just used a bathroom. <laughs> and Tracy Morgan comes out and he sees Alex Bob and just goes, this dude killed my brother. <laughs> and the end of sketch. Nice sketch. Yeah, nice ending <clears throat> to the sketch. I, um, I see. I thought the ending could have been stronger, but uh-huh. I don't know. Just because the way it ended with Tracy Morgan coming out and yeah. pointing to Alex Moffat, it's like, you killed my brother. Yeah. Like, I thought, all right. That's, and then it just cuts and that's it. I thought, mm-hmm. mm. like, because everything I, else. I noticed when I looked at this on YouTube, they either edited it down slightly or they went with the dress rehearsal version. Um, but on the, on the live show, when on my recording of the live show, there was like a bit of an awkward moment after Tracy Morgan goes, you know, this dude killed my brother. We see them like sort of milling about and like one of the guys jumped up in the air for a moment. So I don't know if they just edited it down slightly or if they switched to the dress or a rehearsal version. But, yeah. Cause uh, I, cause like I saw it live and I remember when they had aired I guess because maybe he got more of a applause than he thought, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's like you said. Like he said, 
that dude killed my brother. But I don't remember even hearing that. I think maybe the audience applauded too much. It might have been drowned out a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and then there was this weird type of pause where no one knew what to say. And then it mm-hmm. just ends with like everybody kind of jumping up and down, cheering, being like, oh, Because they'd literally <laughs> run out of dialogue. So. <laughs> That's that uh, UCB tra- improv training right there. Um, uh, yeah, but this was fun. I enjoyed this because it's it just... You know, it was a nice observation of a human behavioral quirk, you know? I liked this sketch up until the end. I thought it needed a strong... Like, I I could have seen myself really love this sketch, mm-hmm. but it kind of fumbled towards the end, so, so I just liked it. If it had a stronger ending, I would have been wow. like, oh, this... I feel like if it had a stronger ending, it would have been a contender for Sketch of the Night for me. So the beloved Tracy Morgan coming back and making a cameo appearance, that isn't enough for you, Darren Patterson. Nope. Okay. All right. We know where he stands. I said what I said. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I no, I love seeing Tracy Morgan. And, you know, oh, like, no, 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 no. Don't try to backtrack now. <laughs> no, I, I just... You're re- committed, my friend. I, I just forgot about the sway he has in this town. I want to... <laughs> I, I just want to clarify... I love Tracy Morgan. I love everything he does. Uh, you know, it's things I said back back a few minutes ago. I said that when I was young and crazy, right, and, and right. ignorant. Now I'm older and wiser, and I, and you know, I made no ill will towards uh, Tracy Morgan or his friends and family. Uh, please yeah. hire me, and if you can, Mr. Morgan, see it in your heart to uh, book me on future, uh, you know, uh, stand up shows. Thank you. I'm available. All right. Whew. Uh, I covered that up pretty well, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. That uh, yeah, that you, you <laughs> that hole just kept going deeper and deeper. Um, next, we had a, another pre-tape called the Jockey. Uh, this is uh, the Kentucky Derby. The jockey, the regular jockey. He's his legs broken in six places. I think they said so. They they get a last-minute substitute. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of played like um, it looks like it's set in the forties or something like that in the beginning. Where and it's kind of has like a sea biscuit type of vibe to it, like a dramatic film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, Chris Red is in. He's like, oh, I think I know a replacement, somebody who's special enough to to ride that horse to the to the finish line. And then of course they cut to the race, and then yeah. uh, they cut to Kyle Mooney as one of the jockeys. He looks over, sees uh, Kieran Culkin dressed in like '90s ska punk era, you know, attire, and like sur- yeah. surfing the. The horse, like it's a skateboard. I, this this was like this easily could have been like a Disney movie, uh, where like you know the the kid is playing in the NBA or he's back in King Arthur's court or something like that. And I can't remember the titles of any of these, but it it was that type of thing. He's like this '90s kid. He's riding the horse like a skateboard. Yeah, and then we hear some uh, some uh, narration from him. It's like it's pretty crazy, right? I know what you think. You're probably wondering how I got into this situation. <laughs> Yeah, and then they they go into a straight up '90s ska type of uh, music video explaining yeah. how you know Kieran Colton's character uh, Toby Bird, uh huh, get it, Tony Hawk, huh, and like how he used to be a skateboarder. I didn't get that at all. You really, you really did. <laughs> I did not. That went totally over my head. But oh dear. Uh, but yeah, he was a skateboarder in the '90s until he jumped on top of a horse and realized he can ride horses like skateboards really well. And right. It just right. shows him sort of grinding. What for, what for, was the one where the kid's arm gets injured, and he and it the way it heals, it suddenly makes him able to pitch in the big leagues. 
Oh, is that uh, rookie of the year? I think. Yeah, I think that's it. It was it was one of the kids who who grew up to when a few years later he was in the American Pie movies. Yeah, I think that's rookie of the year. Uh, Funky Bob. Okay, Marvin. okay. It, it was like rookie of the year, but with a horse <laughs> <laughs> and ska songs. <laughs> so if that sounds like something right up your alley, you're gonna love yeah. the sketch. Um. I did like how at the end of this he gets tossed by the horse and trampled to death. I thought that was a nice turn. Yeah, yes. Um, Hilarious. And it, it, Kieran in, in in his '90s haircut wig, I thought it somehow made him look strangely like Chris Kattan. Mmm, interesting. Right. Um, probably coincidental, but uh, I, I thought again, I thought the filming in this was impressive, but I found it more odd than funny. Yeah, like I've seen a lot of people online kind of compare it to that uh, that tiny horse pre-tape that Timothy Chalamet did. Which, which I was also so-so on, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I thought this was okay. It's more odd than weird, than funny. Yeah. You know, and you know, I mean, look, I, I like 90 Scott just as much as the next Joe, but I, like you need kind of more than that to carry the sketch. But like, you know, the fact yeah. that he got trampled to death, that did save it a little bit for him. Yeah, I, I liked that turn at the end, and uh, I mean, hey, it it ate up a few minutes of uh, of network TV time. It, it was it was three minutes of network TV time dedicated to a ska song about him being a, jo- a horse jockey, right? And in the Riding end, a horse like a skateboard. So I admire that they got that weirdness on NBC, right? In the end, isn't that all that really matters? That's all that really matters. Um, um, but yeah, I didn't write too many notes about too many notes about this. I thought no, like, no, I mean, more odd than funny just sums up my feelings well. Yeah. Um, all right, so next we have our musical guest for the week, uh, Mr. Ed Sheeran. Uh, did two numbers, of course, as SNL musical guests are wont to do. Uh, first number was Shivers. And uh, yeah, then it was uh, Overpass Graffiti. Mm-hmm. I, I thought both of these were just Fun pop tunes, just very catchy, fun, zippy. I mean, I, I think his new album sounds really strong from what I've heard of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, Ed Sheeran, you can kind of see why they really wanted to have him on the show, just because he's, mm-hmm. he's a super popular uh, musician, has a huge fan base, and he makes nice, mm-hmm. fun, pleasant uh, pop songs. Yeah, he's, he's just he's very fun and unthreatening and um, every once in a while I'm reminded that like Ed Sheeran he has like all these tattoos on his arm. Yeah. He usually wears long sleeves, so they're covered up. And whenever he's wearing short sleeves and I can see his tattoos, I'm like, oh, right, he's really tatted up. And it just seems weird to me. He doesn't seem like a guy who should be tatted up. Yeah, it's like seeing, like, you know, Mr. Rogers with a nose ring or something. Exactly. It's, it seems out of context. Somehow. It's like, and, you know, it's like what, are they, what are you doing with that, man? I mean, you know, I hey, you want to be tatted up? Yeah, yeah, tat up all day, but... Yeah, but like you have all these like crazy, like a sleeve attached, and you're singing, you know, I'm in love with the shape of you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like it's, a, it's a little odd. Um, but I, I like Ed Sheeran. He seems, he seems nice. He's, he's a talented guy. He seems to have a good sense of humor about himself. Um, and yeah, I really like his songs. I, I'd say he's my favorite musical guest of the season so far. Ooh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I thought, he, I thought his music's okay. It's, it's nice. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Non threatening. It's 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 nice. <laughs> we keep going to non-threatening. I mean, come on, we're also that's yeah, that's his bread and butter. It's important for us to feel unthreatened. Yes, exactly. yes. You can you can play this in front of your grandma; she'll be cool with it. It's not you, exactly. You won't be triggered by the music. 
Exactly. Well, I looked at the comments on his performances on YouTube and people were like, oh, I like that he acknowledges his whole, whole band at the end of the number. And he like went, went through and gave everybody a fist bump, which, you know, that's nice. Yeah. No man is an island. It takes a village. Yeah. <laughs> the second time I said that in this episode. I don't know why I keep saying it. It is. It is. That, that book made a big impression on you. It really me. did. It changed my life, man. <laughs> um, but so, anything else about Ed? No. I'm good. Glad, glad you don't have COVID, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> Way to beat the Rona. <laughs> exactly. Uh, next, we have Weekend Update with, uh, let me look it up, uh, Colin Jost and Michael Che. Che? Che. Che. Um, uh, why is Update so deep into the show now? I looked at the time on my VCR, and it was like 55 minutes into the show. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like the time, it's been like that for a while now. Like I don't know if that's just where it airs now, or if like the timing has been off and they just gone long in the in the front it's, half. I feel like it has to be an intentional change. But I can remember when update was like you were seeing update around midnight or like twelve uh, ten at the latest. Yeah, absolutely. And, and now it's like two thirds of the way into the show. It's just weird. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like I, I don't know. This is just. This is a bold new change they're making, I guess. I guess, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, but for the most part, uh, you know, uh, Jost and Che come in with some pretty solid jokes. Um, mm-hmm. There was that one that Che had about the... Um, Losers from Virginia usually get a statue? Right, exactly, because he was talking about... I love that line. That's a great line. Glenn Youngkin. And they, they, of course, cut to a Confederate statue. Yeah, and the audience was like, yo, that's crazy, Che. <laughs> You're crazy for this one, son. And uh, New Jersey also got to mention. He talked about uh, New Jersey Senate President Edward Durr, who was like, who was a truck driver who spent, I think, literally 150 dollars on his campaign, and he somehow got elected. Yeah, like he's somebody who's never served in any type of office at all, and he's just a truck driver. And now here he is running things. Yeah, and they said uh, their, their joke there was Durr is also the new New Jersey state motto. Uh, uh, I, I I checked on this. I googled this. That is not the case. What? No, that's not that's not uh, accurate. That's... That that was a thing that they made up for joke purposes. Huh? Yeah. All right. I'll take your word for it. But I mean, yeah, I know I mean... it's it weirds me out too. But uh, Joe's had a great joke talking about how Trump was seen at a the Indians game doing the tomahawk chop, mm-hmm. and uh, Native Americans, of course, were offended. That their culture was co-opted by a man who can't even run a successful casino. That was a good line. I wrote that not one bad, too. Not bad line. Not bad. Um, then we had uh, Keenan appearing as Ice Cube. Ice Cube in the news this week because he was fired or let go from a movie because he refused to get vaccinated. Yeah. He, um, he was supposed to be in this comedy with Jack Black called Oh Hell No. Um <laughs> I'm not even. I'm that not, seems like a made-up title. I swear that's it. That, that seems that seems like the title you would find in a parody sketch about Ice Cube. I swear I'm not making this up. It's real. Oh hell no! It's called Oh hell no. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Oh hell no. That's it. Oh, hell. that's where we're at in showbiz. So. Why? Why? I don't. Why does it come to this? I don't know, man. <laughs> okay, I just want to rant about that title for five minutes. All right, go, go ahead. And <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. Uh-huh. So he he was supposed to be in Oh Hell No with Jack yeah. Black. 
Uh, they're they're going to pay him nine mil. The studio was like, hey, Ice Cube, we need you to take this vaccine before you can shoot. Uh, and he said, oh, hell no. Yeah, exactly. And they were like, that's a great, brilliant, hacky title. Let's make that the name of the film. <laughs> Thanks, Ice Cube. And you're fired. I feel like they came up with... Let's call the whole hell no. Yeah. I, I still can't believe it. Somebody greenlit that. Some executive saw that on a, on a sheet of paper and was like, yes, that's the title. Big, they stamped approved. Big red letters. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Uh, oh boy. Uh, yeah, so um, so yeah, then we had Ke- what the hell were we? Oh yeah, so we had Keenan come out talk as Ice Cube talking yeah. about, you know, why he wouldn't get the vaccine? He kind of danced around it. Called uh, mm-hmm. repeatedly called Michael Che Bozo. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I I thought this was painful. I didn't I didn't think it was a good impression. I just yeah I I was thinking through half of this. I was like, why isn't this Chris Red? I'm sure Chris Red could pull off a better Ice Cube than this. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think I'd agree with you there. Like, it, I thought... it, it just it honestly just felt like something they shoved in there just to get Keenan on the show. Um, yeah, I think I'd agree. Like, um, and, yeah, and honestly, like, I mean, Keenan, he still does strong stuff at, at times. I think, but a lot of weeks, he just feels like a, a vestigial limb. You know, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, it's just, a lot of times I look at Keenan, and I'm just like, why? Why are you still here? I, pe- people like him. He doesn't want to see him to leave. No one wants to see him go. It's. I think it's just as simple as that. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I just. I. I. I, I don't entirely get it. I, um, yeah, I mean it. I mean the, the Keenan train has kind of left me at the station at this point. Right, you're you know? just. <laughs> you're just stuck outside of Keenan Town. I'm outside of Keenan Town. And we're living here in Keenan Town. Yeah, because I mean, factories down. I mean, have have we not had enough Keenan at this point? I I mean, he can he is good in places. I, I will admit that yeah. he's, he's strong. But yeah, I, I, part of me thinks again. Yeah, we've kind of seen everything he can do, and but he just seems yeah. Like, we just, saw everything he could do ten years ago. People <laughs> when he was on the show for eight years. Yeah, I mean, people just like him around. He's just. I don't, I don't. I don't know. Again, the people who were born during Keenan's first season can vote now. That's that's a fact. Yeah. It's... In in a, a couple more years, they will be able to drink. Oof. That's a long time. That's enough for anyone. If your name isn't Lorne Michaels and you've been on SNL for twenty years, I think it's probably time to go. Yeah. I. I, I don't know. It's an anomaly. It's an, I, yeah. but I don't know. People seem to like him, but yeah. I mean, as far as this segment, yeah, I think I'm with you. I thought it was okay. I mean, the strong, the jokes weren't the strongest. I didn't even really write any of them down. Yeah, um, yeah. No, the, I just, you know, it's I just, just like okay. Well, how, how long until this is bit is over? Yeah. And and what kills me is they posted a cut for time thing with with Kyle Mooney called a guy named Brandon on Let's Go Brandon. I thought that was way funnier. Uh, yeah, again, uh, I mean, I, I guess I could bring it up now, but one of our fans yeah. on uh, Twitter said that exact same thing. Uh, I'll, I'll bring yeah. it up now because we're talking about it. Yeah, um, why not? You know, a f- fan of the show, a longtime fan, Manette Marathi said, 
The Ice Cube weekend update segment felt unnecessary given that they already did something about Aaron Rodgers in the cold open. Should have mm-hmm. been cut entirely to shorten weekend update or replaced with Kyle Mooney's update piece, which uh, I I'd yeah. agree with. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent. But I mean, it was yeah. Uh, the the let's go Brandon thing. Um, it was it was Kyle Mooney as this kind of endearingly clueless guy named Brandon who thinks all the let's go Brandon stuff that's been in the news lately is people encouraging him and and but it's it's actually a veiled way to say f you biden right it's it's which i i still don't get Um, i i don't want to i don't want to look into it like like i feel like i haven't gone too deep on it either but i i will just say like if your opinion has to be coded that's probably a good indicator that it's not a good take Mm-hmm. That's not a good opinion. If you have to be like, "Oh, how do I, how do I just send this secret signal? How do I do the little racist okay sign?" And yeah, like if it's something, if your opinion is something that you feel is right and just, you should just be able to say it without having to use like coded language and messages. Yeah, because you know, like if you need to hide what you're saying. Maybe there's a reason for that because you're afraid of the backlash. Because maybe what you're thinking and saying is shitty. I don't know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> maybe. Um, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. So I I thought the let's uh, the the Brandon the guy named Brandon thing. I thought that was a nice way to address it, and it was a, a cool way to kind of take it and also like spread the word about what this let's go Brandon shit means, which I. It took me a few days to like catch on to like wait why why is that offensive? So yeah, like uh, again, it's something I I'm sure if I looked into it and went online, I could find out. But I I don't even want to dip my toe in that whole like uh, yeah yeah we would be horrified. Yeah, yeah, I don't even want that in my Google search history. Yeah, I have to scrub my laptop clean and or or just maybe burn it. Yeah, yeah. Set it on um, fire. Get rid of the evil evil spirit <laughs> so um yeah that a hundred percent should have been a weekend update instead of the, the ice cube bet uh, it was way funnier had way more of a point um yeah absolutely uh so and then the next uh weekend update segment uh goober the clown uh goober the clown wow wow this is the one i've seen a lot of people talk about yeah this i mean I, I I went back and I watched this like two or three more times because I, I just I had to absorb it and right I, yeah it's this one was a punch because I mean I've I've yeah. said it before like I I think uh, I probably said it in a couple episodes ago where I thought you know maybe people like Cecily and Adie have been on the show for a little too long they needed like like last season should have been their last. Season. Thank God she didn't leave. Yeah, exactly. Thank like God then, she didn't leave because it meant we got this. Yeah, no, this comes. She comes out with something like this and totally proves me wrong. Uh, yeah. So basically, it's she comes out. It's this character called Goober the Clown, the clown who had an abortion when she was twenty three. Right. And it's. I mean, I don't even know how to ex- explain this. I, I, I'm. Yeah. I, I'm. I feel like a little wary of addressing it because it was. I mean, it was obviously like coming from a real place and she's sort of I can only assume she's like 
telling her own story in a, in a veiled way. And I understand um, uh, one of the Twitter accounts said that like she, she used to work at uh, a Planned Parenthood when she was in Chicago mm-hmm. and she was the one who would like pick up the phone and open the hate mail and shit like that. Um, right. Um, but yes, I mean, so basically her character is a clown that talks about abortion, but Mm-hmm. I mean, the way she she plays it as a clown because it's very frustrating in this country because you can't have an open, honest discussion about it. So she right. decided to be like a clown because that's the only way people feel comfortable talking about such a uh, talking about this awkward subject. I mean, look at how awkward we're being right now. Yeah, I'm I'm being very careful right now. I'm not being flippant like I was about Tracy Morgan. This is no. I'm walking no. a tightrope right I now. Mean, exactly. I mean, because this is. Like abortion is one of those topics where it's it's like handling nitroglycerin, you know. And if you don't address it or treat it in just the right way, you're it's going to get misconstrued. Or I mean, this this I just I thought I thought this was brilliant. This is like on an, on another level. Yeah, stuff. like I mean, the way she handled um, it, where she was just mm-hmm. talking about. You know. Like, don't don't listen to us babble about yeah. it. Just go to YouTube and watch it. Just watch it. Don't man. listen to us two cis men talk about this because we don't know what we're yeah. talking about. Because we... what what I'm going to be 100 <laughs> percent honest. Keep it real, what son. We have, what we have to say about this does not matter. Go go watch what Cecily did. Right. Google Goober the clown and Cecily Strong, and you should find it. No, absolutely. <laughs> and, yeah, just just watch it because it needs to be seen by as wide of an audience as possible. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, there there were points where she was, like you said, like bringing the clown element into it, like uh, the squirting mm-hmm. flower, the spinning yeah. bow tie. Uh, I will I will say that I love that even in this character, she still found a way to squirt to soak Colin with water. Yeah, I like that she kept that tradition alive. Yeah, I mean, did you um, notice that like at one point after she squirted him with the flower, like Colin's mic seemed to go off or something like that like yeah his audio sounded yeah. weird after it yeah uh the, the, i think the water shorted his mic for a bit because i guess it dripped somewhere it and also like she's she's doing a balloon animal and the squeaking of the balloon was uh screwing things up a little. yeah i like how uh, she, i like it, how she had a bike horn that didn't work <laughs> it was very endearing when she was trying the clown stuff and it didn't a hundred percent work um she that to, really got you yeah she had to go honk uh, on her side and yeah yeah uh, but yeah, that uh, this I, this was one of the standout things of the night. I mean, I I know we already said that uh, the uh, uh, cable, the canceling cable, the, the cable thing was the sketch of the night. I mean, but this is obviously the highlight of weekend update. Right. This is like something. This is like a there's like a whole nother beast. This whole part where it's like it's not. Yeah. It's I I don't know I can't explain it, but I guess. I mean, this this is one of the top ten things that Cecily's ever done on the show, I think. You know, I'd agree with you. It's like this and the, you know, the tank of, of red wine she got into at the end of the last season. They're up there. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say it's fearless, but it was very brave. I mean, because you could you could tell at times that, you know, this was a tough thing for her to talk about in any context. Yeah, no, this, and, this came from a real I mean, place. Yeah, I mean, I just have endless admiration for her for for having the bravery to to do it and, and go there. You know, yeah. that's I mean, that was incredible. Um, I don't think uh, I don't think we have credits for who who wrote this. 
with her. I'm uh, assuming she, she co-wrote it with somebody. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't see anything up right now. But um, yeah, you know, um, when we find out, but, we'll tweet it out or something. Yeah, but oh my god, Oof. that that was amazing. She's a powerhouse. She's a powerhouse. She's, she's a powerhouse. She's a powerhouse. Um, <laughs> she's a oh, brick I house. Am, uh, just just to backtrack a minute. Um, the uh, the guy named Brandon on Let's Go Brandon that was co-written by uh, Mike Desenzo and Kyle Mooney. So just to give credit where credit's due, we we don't have credit for uh, Google the Clown yet. But it's amazing. Go watch it. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, overall weekend update not too bad. Uh, you know, with the exception of the you know the Ice Cube thing, uh, you know, solid jokes yeah. throughout, and I mean the ending on the mm-hmm. Cecily strong uh uh segment that was yeah i'm glad they had the sense to end with yes. that one because i mean yeah what do you do to follow that yeah i mean if they time? if they cut that that would have been just like what are you doing yeah yeah uh all right so next sketch uh we got a uh, weatherman weatherman uh morning talk show called wake up rhode island uh cecily and keenan are the actors our host uh, kieran culkin is the weatherman and he's dressed up as turkey tom for thanksgiving and starts to do a rap about Thanksgiving. And then he finds out that because he's been so busy preparing that he's ignored a severe storm alert <laughs> and neglected the weather reports that this huge storm was approaching the area. Yeah. Uh, pretty hilarious. Um, it's one of those things where it took a while for the, for that turn to happen where it's like you said, it was like a morning show, Rhode Island. Uh, they went mm-hmm. to a, um, a reporter who was remote at the beach talking to a, a Boy Scout leader and his Boy Scouts, talking about how they were cleaning up yeah. the beach. Then they cut to uh, the weatherman, Kieran Culkin, in a turkey hat and, like, a brown leotard. Yeah. And he was about to bust out a Thanksgiving rap. And, mm-hmm. uh, like you said... And then, and then he, he realizes the severity of the storm report, and he's like, oh, um, should I go change... Should I at least take this headdress off? And everyone's like, no, 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 this is really urgent. You have to... Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I liked how, uh, like, when the uh, when the storm alert came on, you heard you heard the voiceover, them saying, yeah. oh, severe storm alert, it's a huge nor'easter, take only what is necessary, leave your pets behind, may God have mercy <laughs> on your souls. Yeah. Um, I I thought this was pretty good. I didn't I didn't think it, it really went to great. I, I think I liked the idea of this a little more than the execution of it. Um, but I, I did like that they called back to the Boy Scout troop and we just had dead Boy Scouts because they were caught in the right. storm. Apparently, I just like comedy sketches where we kill people at the end. Yeah, That's where I'm at now. You're a morbid uh, motherfucker. Yeah. I like those dark turns, apparently. I just I learned something about myself death, uh, this week. Death amuses me. Oh, oh God. But yeah, uh, overall, I mean, I thought that's... Yeah, I kind of agree with you. This sketch... I thought it was good. I did like it, but I, I feel like it was missing a little something. I, I I'm trying to yeah. put my finger on. And it's what. it's one of those things I can't quite put my finger on where it might have been lacking. And you know, yeah, maybe it's just me. It it seems funnier to me when I'm describing it than when I was watching it. Yeah, I I do like the premise and I do like what they did with it, but it's it's missing mm-hmm. an extra something. Maybe the maybe you need like a stronger ending. Um, Maybe we needed more dead kids. I don't know. Wow, wow. I don't know. Who boy? Oh boy, it's getting hot. It's hot in here. It's hot. Are you um, hot? It's hot. I mean, you know, maybe it needed a Tracy Morgan cameo. <laughs> I don't know. Who's gonna pick up all these dead children? 
<laughs> See, I'm laughing already. <laughs> uh, finally, uh, wrapping up the night, we had uh, a, another Please Don't Destroy joint, another uh, pre-tape with them called Calling Angie, where uh, John Higgins, he's just broke up with his girlfriend, Angie, and he expresses real regret to the guys about the things he did wrong in the relationship. And they're all like, oh, that's that's great. You should just call her and tell her that. And then when he calls her up, he just calls her up and says, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> I like this. Yeah, these uh, Please Don't Destroy guys, they kind of carved out their own little niche a little bit. Like, um, I mm-hmm. mean, these sketches aren't too long. They usually go for about three minutes or so. And it's just kind of like a bunch of, you know, lovable, pleasant, weird nonsense. Yeah, they're, they're just, you know, these clueless schlubs in their office at SNL yeah. and just kind of their misadventures. I like that we all, we're already getting a sense of what their personalities are like and what their sense of humor is like. I think this is only their, their second Please Don't Destroy sketch that's gotten on the show. They've had like a couple that are cut for time. Right, the, the, the Rami Malek one that got cut, but it was funny. Right, um, right, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Sarah Sherman popped up at the end as the ex-girlfriend Angie. Yeah, like, yeah, she like bust in the room, kind of dressed up like a like a mob wife, like a like real Peggy mm-hmm. Bundy. Vibe. Yeah, 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 leopard print going on. Yeah, yeah. It was like, um, it's like, yeah, I like this. This was funny. I, I look forward to seeing more of these guys. Yeah, I like the one. I believe it was Ben who, because like at one point, all the other guys are talking about all the girls they've lost, and I think Martin mm-hmm. says, "Yeah, I lost my girlfriend. It was all over after she." I got caught with my penis. I got my penis stuck in her toilet. Right. And I think the other guy, Ben, was like, yeah, like I lost her. Because after we'd had sex, I would say, ah, chihuahua. I I did have like a moment of confusion because um, before the ah, chihuahua joke, he said his ex-girlfriend's name is Stevie. And when I hear the when I heard the name Stevie, I was just like, wait, is that a dude? Is this is uh, this person talking about an ex-boyfriend? And I just I just had that that moment of confusion because of the name, and I don't know if they were using like their real ex girlfriend's names or something, but I feel like it, it might have been better if we didn't have the name Stevie, yeah. so we didn't have that. Maybe he, uh, maybe, I, did, I personally did not have that moment uh, of confusion. Maybe he did. Because, maybe he did Stevie Nicks. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> That's my point. Is I don't know, and that all SNL sketches should cater to me exclusively. Absolutely. I think if we learn And anything, my tastes and desires. I mean, I don't think that's too much to ask. If we learned anything, like consult John Trumbull first before you go ahead and make a sketch for Saturday Night Live. Run well, up. I mean, not so much consult. You don't have to, like, call me up. But just take a moment, stop, and say, hey, what would John think of this? <laughs> and how can we gear it towards him? That's why all the... That's right. All the SNL writers, make a bracelet that says WWJTD. And then just look yeah. at it and be like, yeah, what would John Trumbull do? <laughs> right. You know, right. As, as when you're before you write your sketch. I, I mean, I'm the, that's just a good guide to life. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, I take that back. That's a horrible guide to life. It's... Don't model your life after me. <laughs> no, I, because I, th- I think the last 49 years have demonstrated, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> well, wow. Oh, she's, she's getting real. Uh, all right. Do you, <laughs> do you want to talk, man? No, 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 that's good. That's that's an off-air conversation. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So, uh, and then uh, then we had uh, Good Nights. And the uh, nice thing about the Good Nights is we, we see Chris Redd and Keenan come in, and they lift Kieran up on their shoulders. King of the world. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was that was cute. We knew it was coming. but We did, we did. It was still cute. It still worked, damn it. That's, that's right. 
Still real to me, damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, now that's the episode. Um, overall, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a good show. It might be the strongest of the season so far. Mm, all right. I, I think the top half of the show in particular was was pretty strong. Um, I'll, I'll give the, you that, uh, yeah. The cable cancellation, mwah. Um, cable cancellation, solid. Uh, men's room, it was really close to being, like, amazing. I really, I really almost became, like... I yeah, you thought it. the ending was a little weaker than I did. Yeah. I, I see where you came from there. Yeah, but I still liked the sketch. I still liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, of course, uh, I mean, Cecily's performance, people are going to be talking about that for a while. That, uh, her, that's amazing. I, I, yeah, that's... The weekend upside thing. I mean, just, I can't say much more than just wow. Wow! I mean, uh, just, just the writing and the performance there, I, I thought were just amazing and you know, I, I love it when comedy has a real legitimate point to make. And this really, really did, because it was obviously inspired by the uh, that horrible Texas law that's uh, come through. And, oh, boy. Yeah, but, so, I mean, but yeah, like, I I like how this um, this season overall, like, this get, the, the shows are getting better. I think uh, we were kind of in an agreement. Like, the first two shows, like the Owen Wilson and the Kim Kardashian were okay. But like uh, the last three, uh, Rami Malek, yeah. Jason Tudekas, and now this. So it's like, oh, these are all solid episodes. We're, like we're we're, we're on an upward right now. trajectory. Yeah, I mean, I think the most you can ever hope for for a Kim Kardashian show is okay, um, and they probably <laughs> achieved that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Mediocrity achieved. <laughs> you know, but they, they get. I mean, you know, you, you get a Kim Kardashian West on your show. There's a certain ceiling. Let's let's be real. <laughs> oh, wow, hot takes left and right tonight. Yeah, huh? why well, hold back? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> what have I got to lose? It's all over anyway. What the fuck? It's all over. What? Whatever, man. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> So I don't know. Yeah, any anything else to say about this one? Uh, no, I can't think. Um, solid episode. I think Kieran Culkin solid did episode. a pretty good job. Uh, no, 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 Kate McKinnon. Uh, still, this week, still no Kate. She's probably still in Australia. Yeah. Oh, is that where she is? Yeah, she's okay. been filming the Tiger King movie. Oh, I didn't know that was where they were filming it. Oh, yeah, wow. she's down. Okay, well, no wonder. Yeah, she's out. no wonder she's been gone. Yeah, um, <laughs> she's down under. I don't think Aristotle popped up at all this week. Uh, no Aristotle. A little bit of Melissa. Um, yeah. Who else? Light show for 80. Light show for 80. Uh, now I'm just going through the whole cast in my mind. I, I know. I, there's so many now. There's so many folks to keep track of. It's um, tough. And it, it's it's got to be tough to get everybody in there. Yeah. It seems like I think everybody else got on at least once. So Yeah. It's just such a crapshoot, though. Yeah. But like know? Aristotle and I mean, Sarah got the... Um, that little uh, thing in the please don't destroy, but yeah, that was pretty much it for her. She got that, and she was uh, she popped up briefly along with Melissa in the uh, cable oh, cancellation. Shit, that's right. You're right. All right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, overall, solid show. I I, I dug this one. Solid show. Solid show. I mean, not not much of anything that like made me cringe outside of the ice cube thing. I would say. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So and. If I don't cringe, I think that's a pretty good show. <laughs> no cringe, thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. So, oh boy. Uh, next week, Jonathan Majors, Taylor Swift. 
Uh, yeah, like uh, I think we talked about it up top. I'm I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Looking forward to seeing what he brings. That'll be fun. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming Taylor's gonna have some new songs. <laughs> that's what she does. Yes, she's a singer, Joe. Yeah, I blanked out the word songs. <laughs> What's yeah. that thing called when you like talk to music? Yeah. But like you know, singing it. Oh, songs. That's it. Right. Right. It was uh, it was what that redheaded guy did earlier in the show. Oh, the dude with the the tattoos on his sleeves and that we that we couldn't see. Right. That yes. guy. Yes, he's in love with the shape of so, him. Um, okay. Oh, hey, uh, let's uh, let's check on uh, tweets. We got a few more uh, tweets. We got tweets here. We got tweets here. Yeah. Get your tweets here. You have them up? I do. I do. Uh, we got one tweet okay. from Boardman Gets Paid at Lehat the Lion. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, says, I always catch the episodes Sunday afternoon, so I can't comment with everyone, but what is you guys' favorite sketch made after season 40? Mine's is Chance the Rapper, Judge Barry, because realistically, all these court shows should be only a minute long. LOL. You guys are great. <gasps> That was all one sound. Guys, you got to put um, some punctuation, please. I <laughs> that's right. Um, I, almost, I almost passed out. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Our favorite sketch after season 40. So, oh, um, Jesus. I mean, I'm sure we've mentioned a few of them before. Um, uh, I, I think I think the Black Jeopardy sketches have been really strong. Uh, yeah, the uh, one with Tom like Hanks. The one with Tom Hanks and the, the one where they had uh, Chadwick Boseman on is the Black Panther. Uh, Those were both really strong. Uh, I might put this canceled uh, this uh, cable cancellation one up there, too. That's up there. That's, um, uh, that's really good. Um, I mean, I'd have to go back and look at all the all the sketches before. Or, yeah, uh, we did do um, we did do a best of uh, list on. Uh, I think I think that's still up, isn't it? Um, it should be. It should be. We tweeted that. Did did did, did we tweet that before the the uh, the Twitter account went south on us? Um, I can't remember. I think we might have. I, I, I don't know. What is? I have to go back and look. Uh, yeah. I mean, if I would also maybe put uh, what's that name. From uh, the John. What's Mulaney. that name? Yeah, that was brilliant. A, that was a good one. Um, oh, oh, the, the sketch with the Rock doing the evil invention. Ooh, that was a good one too. That's a great one. That's a, that's also very very dark. Um, uh, yeah, so that that that's a decent list off the top of our heads, I think. Yeah, off the top of the dome, that that's where we land. Yeah, um, Mikey says some good sketches, but a couple of misses. Uh, J.A.J. was great in the cold open, but the monologue was weak. Um, I, I thought the monologue was good. Um, enjoyed the Spectrum sketch. Agreed. Uh, Dion Warwick in Men's Room. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Reading that wrong. Breaking that up wrong. Enjoyed the Spectrum sketch. Dion Warwick in Men's Room. But the jockey and heist pre-tapes were a miss for me. Despite some classic Chris Red eye work. Weekend update not as strong as usual. So. Mm, I mean, I don't know if I agree with all that. Uh. I mean, the jockey was, yeah, the jockey, I'll say, was kind of weak. The heist, the heist was fine. It it was, like, yeah, it, not a favorite, not a favorite. I, I wouldn't say either one was a miss for me. Yeah, but maybe the jockey yeah, was. But I mean, the, the heist was short enough not to be a total miss for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, weekend update, not a strong, I don't know if I'd agree with that, just because. Uh, I, I think if we took out the Cecily, uh, Goober the Clown segment, yeah, maybe it would seem like a week weekend update hmm okay but, maybe but it was there so it wasn't yeah yeah <laughs> uh 
Uh, but yeah, other than that, I think I'd kind of agree with everything. It's always good to see Chris Red. He he masters that bulging eye thing like no other. He does. He gives great crazy eyes, man. <laughs> he, that's, he he knows he knows his uh he knows his craft. Forget that lady on Orange is the New Black. Chris Red is the real crazy eyes. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Um. Oh, and by the way, thank you for posting that GIF of Cecily. With the caption, you better disable the comments on this one because I had no idea what she said at the end. I made out the word comments, um, and uh, that was all I made out of what she said because it was kind of lost under the music at, at the end of weekend update. So it was nice to find out what she actually said. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't think a lot of people really heard it, but um, there you go. You're welcome, America. <laughs> yeah. And where do you find those gifts? So quickly, do you make those or? Uh, no, I don't know how to make a gift. They're not okay. They're not. They're store bought. They're not homemade. I got. All right. All right. If you go to like a giphy.com, g-i-p-h-y.com, they usually have the gifts up like literally a few minutes after the sketch aired. I, I'm amazed that there are people who make those so quickly. That's that's amazing to me. Yeah, um, they're they're people who this is their job. Just pump them out like moments after they aired. That's uh. Yes, that's so cool. I mean, I don't know. However, you pay the bills, man. Exactly. I, mean, I hope they're getting paid for it. Oh. So, anyway, um, that's it for us this week. Uh, please follow us uh, on the Twitter at SNL Nerds Show, and you know, tell us what you think of the episodes. Tell us what you think of the podcast. Tell us, you know, tell us what's going on in your lives. Yeah, what's happening with you guys? We never talk anymore. What's are you? Are you okay? Are you all right, guys? Are you okay? Well, you know, we're we're struggling, obviously. Uh, <laughs> John, do you really want to talk after this episode? No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we we talked a little before. Um and uh, yeah, but you can you can follow uh, me on on the Twitter at Trumbull Comic, T R U M B U L L and the word comic. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Darren Credible. That's D A R I N Credible. And um uh, we we said the Twitter handle for the podcast. Did we not? We did. We could say it again. It's at SNL Nerds Show. And then you can also go uh, visit us on our Patreon at uh, non-productive.com and contribute to the Patreon. And we have some, you know, cool little extras and stuff for you there. Yeah. Yeah. You like extras, right? I do. Who doesn't like extras? Extras are great. Who doesn't love extras? Everybody loves a little extra. Yeah. Everybody needs a little extra. Yeah. A chihuahua. I, I I also like movie extras. They, they pop up in crowd scenes and they they bring life to a scene. Extra, extra. Not so much the show, I but see. you know. Okay, that's that's where I yeah. lost you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I haven't watched it in ages, so uh, you're you're better off. Maybe it's wonderful. I don't know who's hosting extra now. I damned if I know. I don't. I don't mess with. It, that was it was that the one where one of the the Saved by the Bell people was on it? Uh, yeah, Mario. Uh... Mario Lopez. I almost said Mario Cantone. I was like, that's not right. Yeah, no, no. I did see Mario Cantone on uh, TCM recently. Ooh. Talking with Bed Mankowitz. Okay. Yeah. It's not too bad. Not too bad. Wow, we're just, uh, you know, you brought up Mario Cantone. That's that's where my head went. Wow, we're really really going on a tangent towards the end here, aren't we? Well, we are because if we don't go on a tangent at the end, then us saying our Twitter handles gets lost under the music at the end. And I don't want that to happen. I'd rather be, it be over incoherent babbling like this. That's it's, it's thinking like that. That's taking us straight to the top of the uh, iTunes charts, my friend. 
straight to the middle. Let's be real. <laughs> oh, and by the way, if you want to rate and review the podcast, we would appreciate it. Uh, we we haven't had a nice review in a while. So yeah, dude, it's been a minute. Let's let's get let's pump that up a little bit, please. Yeah, you know, boost us up in the algorithms and the SEO and all that you know, technical jargon stuff and all that jazz. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the episode, guys. Thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you next week when we talk about uh, the episode with Jonathan Majors and Taylor Swift. Yeah. Does Taylor have a nickname? I feel like she should have a nickname. Uh, T-Swift, I believe her fans are called. T-Swift? Is that what they call her? Is that what the kids are calling her? The Swiffer, I guess. The Swiffer. <laughs> Let's get that going. I just made that up. Oh, the Swiffer. <laughs> I just made that up, but guys, if you want to start calling her the Swiffer, please, by all means, just... Just tag me in it. But until then. Until then. Nerds out. out. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.